0: Now back to the midday grind with Martin and Marlowe on 590 The Fan and 590TheFan.com. I'm getting fired, but I figured I'd have it all by the time I retired. I'd have me a car worth at least a hundred grand. I'd get it
1: one piece at a time, and it wouldn't cost me a dime. You know it's me when I come through your town. I'm gonna ride
0: around in style, I'm gonna drive everybody. All day, but I don't want to let it breathe too much because that cuts into Kenny time. Chuck, you ready for some Kenny time? Always
2: ready for my man, Kenny Wall. Let's start with, are you in Terre Haute?
1: I am. We raced there last night and uh, me and Kenny Schrader had a hell of a battle for, we were trying to get this guy for third spot and I was on the high side. About a lap and a half to go. I didn't know Schrader. Well, I did know Schrader was behind me. Anyway, I, I I did what they call jump the cushion, where I was trying to pass the guy for third on the bottom of the racetrack. So I went to the high side, and I was I was doing pretty good. Well, then I messed up, and I, I jumped. I went over. I went too high, and Schrader got behind me with a lap and a half to go. So Schrader wins the, the Battle Royale, and uh, we didn't win, but it was a hell of a race.
2: Kenny Wallace, you know this. Then, if you race a lot in Terre Haute, besides Indiana State and Larry Bird, the best thing about Terre Haute, because I always, I always strategically stop there on a drive back from Ohio, is they have <laughs> they have every chain restaurant imaginable on that strip on that exit. Every chain restaurant you can pick from, all of them.
1: Quite possibly, besides Manchester Road, the, the largest arrangement of restaurants. In one exit in my lifetime. It's true. You're right?
0: <laughs> are you call Now, you always call Kenny Schrader the great Kenny Schrader. I know you have great respect for him. Are you willing to take him out? Would you run him into the wall?
1: Never. Never in a million years. Ago. You know, listen, uh, you know, I don't even know how to explain it, but I'll do my best. So, Kenny Schrader, okay, as everybody knows, I'm very off-centered. Uh, I've said this a hundred times. You know, I, I was born hyperactive all that stuff. Schrader was the only one back in the late seventies that would like, you know, take care of me. My family would leave me and, and, and Schrader, uh, he, 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 he thinks it's funny, but he'll go, yeah, they, they left you, Herman. That's my nickname. He'd say, they left you, Herman. I had to take care of you, but
3: Schrader's been
1: there. I mean, we, we definitely are competitors. We definitely want to outrun each other, but uh, now I got to race Schrader fair and square because uh we we need too much from each other. He he needs some things I have, and I need some things he has. So, you know, uh, yeah, we, we we just gotta raise each other fair and square.
0: You know, Kenny Schrader is one of the reasons I've maintained some perspective when an athlete says can't do it, won't do it, not available, whatever it happens to be. Unless yep. you know more, and I'll tell you the story. It was the only time I was at Daytona 500 it was the year, sadly, that Dale Earnhardt died. Well, yeah. when that happens, and you know this better than anyone, down there, inside, the right by the pits, you, know, you can't tell. I don't even know who won the race. It's just, you know, and, and yeah. so it, it ends. And for our St. Louis audience, uh, Schrader had had a good run. I think your brother Mike Wallace that year actually might have been top 10. And we're, fourth. And so fourth that year. So I know I think we talked to Mike, but then we go over to Kenny Schrader, his trailer, because we're just doing the St. Louis story. We don't care who won the race. Right. And and his PR woman comes out, giant M&M's trailer and everything. I said, hey, we're from St. Louis. Love to talk to Kenny. And she said, he is not going to be able to talk to you guys. And I said, what? And, like, we walked away, and I said to my photographer, I said, that's ridiculous. I said, we're the only ones here from St. Louis. And I find out later, he was the guy who first went into the Earnhardt car and saw him in terrible shape. And he was just shook up as all, as you can only imagine, and I, and I was, at the time, I'm ranting and raving to myself, like, what a joke. We're all the... And I find out later, I'm like, oh, my God, it makes perfect sense. So anytime now somebody says, can't do it, not available, I say, you know what? Until I know more, I'm not going to rant and rave.
2: Isn't,
1: and that, isn't that a great story? Because, you know, um, there's that old song, Never Judge a Book By Its Cover, or, you know, Paul Harvey, and now you know the rest of the story. Yep. You know, Martin, Martin I got to tell you, I, lo- I love that story because, You know, that's kind of, that's kind of the story of the whole world. People judge people. I'm like, hold on, man. You know, you don't know, you know, there, you know, there just could have been a reason that guy, and it could be anything. So, yeah, very good story. And you're right. I mean, uh, you know, actually Schrader was in that rep and, uh, and he slid to the infield off a turn four, you know, with the great Dale Earnhardt Sr. And you're right. And, uh, you know, just think about it. And I mean, I'm just saying. I know you know, but I'm just saying this to the people listening. Schrader goes over to Earnhardt because I mean they're they're good friends in real. Like you know they you know buy old cars together and they they were just really good friends. Schrader goes over to just say hey buddy, you know and 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 I'm not gonna tell you what Schrader saw, but you can only imagine, right? So uh, it was just the worst. You know Kenny Schrader did tell me what he saw later on, and you can just only imagine it was the worst. Seen, you know, it's probably burnt in Trader's brain for the rest of his life. So, yeah, good story, Martin. And, and, and I think everybody needs to know that about life. Just I hear people go, man, I don't like Tony Stewart because I said, hey, Tony. And, and he didn't look at me. I'm like, come on, man. You know, that ain't the way life is, you know. I mean, you know, you, you come to our our situation. You know, we're, we're competitors. You know, we're, we're on every Tuesday or Thursday with 590, Martin and Charlie. We're hooping and hollering. We're no different than any other person. You know, other people, they go to work. We can't go to their desk and go, hey, you know, they're working. They have a boss. Same thing when we race. When we go into that racetrack, you know, crazy Kenny's not crazy anymore. I'm very focused, and that's the same way it is with everybody. So good story. I, I, I like that, and maybe uh, people aren't listening.
2: Absolutely. We're talking with Kenny Wallace. We know you are a rabid Cardinals fan. How have you enjoyed this magical blues run?
1: Oh my gosh. Just like you all have. I've been watching from afar. By the way, Charlie, you made me laugh my ass off when I when I saw that I guess it was uh Channel Five, Kusamano was doing his <laughs> report live. And and you do a drive by in the background. That was badass. I loved it. <laughs> I laughed and then you snapshot it and put it on Twitter. It was so funny. It was like, you know, just just a great moment. So uh, that I just gotta tell you I got a big kick out of that. It made me laugh. But uh you know, I unlike everybody else. Listen, uh, I'm not one of those people that, you know, says, oh, you know, no, we, we can't be happy. we got to go to the Stanley Cup. You know, listen, and, 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 you know, our coach said this. I watched the interview. He says, uh, we better be happy. We better celebrate this. But, yes, we got to get back to work. Uh, I'm thrilled to death. No matter what happens in the Stanley Cup, and I say the same thing about the Cardinals. You know, man, we're in the World Series Yeah, Do we want to win? Come on. Stop it. Shut up. We all, we want to win it all. But if, if we cannot take joy that we are going to the, the Stanley Cup, then there's something wrong with us. I I mean, yeah, I want to win, but, I mean, this is, this is a great moment. And, and actually, this morning, it even made me uh, think about it even more. On Twitter, there was a little video uh, the last time the uh, Blues scored a goal in the Stanley Cup. Uh, it was Barkley Plager. And, I mean, the film was almost black and white, almost. And I was like, there you go. That's how rare this is. So I'm enjoying it.
0: Well, and to Charlie's credit, his photo bomb, you know, Chuck's back there <laughs> looking kind of GQ, leaned up against the wall in a sport coat that he uh, charged Southwest Airlines for long story, San Jose. Great coat. Great coat. He's got a great coat. It's a lucky coat now. you got to wear it every Blues game moving forward. So he's back there looking badass, like you said. I ended up in the back of a, a video that Camel X shot, and I'm like, it's freaking radio. What are they doing shooting video? They're interviewing Brett Hall on the radio, and I'm standing behind him putting makeup on. That's, nice. That's my, cool. that's my photo bomb.
1: Yeah, but that's real, man. That's real good <laughs> stuff. Yeah, I, I, I love it. Yeah, I, mean, I you know, that's... I, th- I think... And you bring up a good point. Everything I saw was so realistic. I mean, Brett Hall. You know, and first thing I'm thinking about, my gosh, we lost Brad Hall. He went and won Stanley Cup, you know, in Detroit. And I guess Dallas, yep. and yet here he is, choked up because St. Louis. I mean, I made would get a job and we're paying money, but that's beside the point. I mean, he you know generally excited. So I guess you all are. Radio stopped him right, at, you know, as everybody was getting off the <laughs> rink. So uh, I get it. It was pretty cool.
0: Things happen. That's what people need to remember. Kenny Wallace. Well, it's normally Tuesdays with Kenny. This week it's Thursdays with Kenny. Are you going to be racing anywhere this weekend? The folks can come out and see you.
1: Absolutely. Actually, me and Buddha right now. I'm at the. We're in our shop. We got home about twelve forty last night, and uh, we are. Uh, we, that, that was a really big racetrack last night. One of the biggest dirt tracks in the United States. Very fast, high speeds. So we're we're switching the car over to what we call short track racing. Uh, changing our springs and actually i got my knee pads on and i'm here at the right front corner of the car changing springs and shocks and buddha's going over the maintenance of it and uh so yeah we're going to run farmer city illinois i know i keep saying farmer city but here's why granite city across the river they we should have raced nine times already that's what we should have done but because of these horrible storms and they're and they're repetitive right it's like a conveyor belt. We have only raced at Tri-City Speedway across the river one time. One time. So on Friday nights, uh, about three hours from here is a really good track. So, uh, you know, so far my, my race more and travel less is not working out. But uh, <laughs> big race tomorrow, even though it is Farmer City, it's called AMS, American Modified Series. So tomorrow night is Farmer City uh saturday as you remember is fairberry and then brownstown illinois and these are just some premier you know country traps and they're paying two thousand to win and uh so it, it's good stuff
0: yeah the great mike border one of our photographers is from fairberry and i think his daughter even met you last year and if you go to these races that might be fun chuck i know i have a lot to get to and a lot of things i promise one of these weekends we'll get jess and the babe we'll all do a little road trip bring like a cooler of beer up there and just do a night of racing in one of these small towns in Illinois. How much fun would that be right
2: there? I'll tell you what, uh, Prairie central high school, Kenny Wallace, that Fairbury, it's an hour outside of Peoria because when I worked there, they had a great high school football team. We used to always shoot their games there.
1: I love it. And you know, let's face it. Uh, I have raced at the highest form of motorsports possible, right? I, I've raced NASCAR, my com- complete career. I'm a wonderful living, uh, but when I go to these dirt tracks, and I and the reason I'm saying this is I get this question asked me a lot, why do you do what you do? And and, and simply the reason is, is I I love the sport. I I still love racing. I, you know, there there are drivers like Jeff Gordon, my, maybe my brother Rusty, uh, you know, where they they accomplished it all and they said oh, I'm done. Well, people like Tony Stewart, Kenny Schrader, myself, we still enjoy the grassroots of of how anybody would get there. Just like you're saying, Charlie. I mean, you know, I mean, you, you look at Steph Curry, uh, you know, uh, when I, I grew up 27 years there in North Carolina, well, I would pass Davidson College. I wouldn't think anything of it. Well, my gosh, one of the greatest basketball players of all time, Steph Curry comes out at Davidson. And, and, and that's the way America is. So I like running these country, little town, you know, tracks. It is so much fun. It's just back to the grassroots, and, you know, if you don't run good, you're depressed for 30 minutes, and then you move on. As to where when I raced NASCAR, the whole world was against me, man. You know, if you didn't run good, you were going to lose your sponsor. You know, everybody's mad at each other, and it was real. So that's one reason I do what I do now, because it is real, but... You know, your life is not on the
0: line. And they're selling, like, some ribs and some funnel cake. Does that have kind of a carnival feel? Turkey like I'm saying I'll go no matter what, but I'm kind of wondering, do they have a little a food truck for me?
1: Oh, just junk food. You yeah. Know, cheeseburgers, corn dogs, you know, yeah. tracks. Brownstown up here about an hour and a half on Charlie DePew. He's a good guy. He takes a lot of pride. He's got some old, pork chops and you show up yeah. at the track and it's like they got a porta potty that you're afraid to go in but 20 feet from <laughs> the porta potty uh, oh man we go to brownstone get their pork chops i'm like okay look i can eat those type of pork chops at my house but the thing is, is you're not used to getting pork chops at a racetrack so everybody goes there and they go pay their seven dollars for the pork chop and you know sometimes we make make something big when it's really not that big but yeah i mean Charlie DePew, Brownstown, Illinois, they're famous for like giving you real food. Uh instead, you know, instead of the walking taco where you you take the Dorito bag, cut it and put some meat in there. Usually that's some gourmet food at a at a dirt track. But uh we are a bunch of rest- Hold on,
0: hold hold on, hold on. Did you just it, tell us about a food item we were not aware of? The walking taco? I've heard of that, yeah. <laughs>
2: You, you never heard of No, Martin, Kenny, Martin's an elitist. Okay? Oh, here we go. The only That's five true. Five fake, news, fake news. Fake no, news.
0: Accurate. Fake news.
1: Here, I'm I'm going to be the one to say it. Now, remember, I'm from Justin County, so I win the redneck award. Okay. Uh, okay. You take a, you take now. This is a redneck cuisine. In other words, my buddy. I'm looking at Buddha. Buddha just thinks walking tacos is like the greatest food ever, but he's a redneck too, <laughs> and he don't care. The walking taco is the steak food of any dirt racer. You take, a, you take a Dorito bag, cut the top off of it, and you take some, like, cat meat from Taco Bell, and you dump it in there, <laughs> Not a sponsor. it up. Yeah, that was bad, wasn't it, what I just said? <laughs> yeah, they're not but on board. It's so, okay. Yeah, okay. <laughs> and, and you just take some old junky old meat, throw it in that Dorito bag, and then, when you're starving at the dirt tracks it's like oh my god oh god this is so good i'm like shut up you know you, you put some meat in a dorito bag but yeah that's that's a big cuisine at the dirt tracks and uh usually when jughead i said jughead i give him 30 40 bucks i say jughead go get us all some food <laughs> what do you want herman i said give me two cheeseburgers or or two hamburgers we always get two of everything and uh we eat it as we go to the oh, I, I got to go to
0: one of these, know. Chuck. I'm going to – is this going to happen? I'm putting it on my list. Kenny, have a great weekend. We'll talk to you next week. Go Blues! See you, buddy. Walking tacos. Is that what he said? Walking Oh, yeah. Taco. We can do Fritos, too, right? Isn't there
3: Fritos and mm-hmm. Doritos usually? Yeah. yeah.
0: Walking taco. What was the other one? The Sunday shakes or something. The, the Sunday. Scaries. The Sunday scaries. Sunday scaries. That's a legit thing. Maybe well, it's Ma- a
3: millennial. Larden is super wealthy, so the Sunday scaries no. don't really apply. Walking tacos are great for camping because all, all you need is just the bags of chips and then the meat, and you can just put it all together right there.
0: We learned a lot on this show, and then Pronger talked about his cup party. He said it was a big shaker, now, a hold big on a shaker.
2: The scariest thing for me on Sundays was the game, because every Sunday we usually lost. Now, occasionally on Mondays as well, and Thursdays for the color rush. The Sunday's
0: scary. The best part is it would be for Spags would have been in the morning realizing, holy crap, we're not prepared.
2: The Sunday scaries was me facing the media after a ball game knowing I had no explanation for what I was doing. Love you, Spags. I'm just kidding. Uh, Truthfully, I love Steve Spagnuolo. I really do. It's fair. I like him. I just like to impersonate it's like him.
3: Someone wants us to get that guy on from Philly again. Yeah. Oh, Gargano. Gargano. Uh, Garganzo Bean. It's, just, it's actually,
0: his, he would not want anything disrespectful because he's really good buddies with him, but he loved the imitation and the fact that he was so inquisitive because they had just gone to the Jersey Shore. <laughs> yes. And we said, as he asked, Now, when they say the boardwalk, is it actually a board? And he was cracking well, up. where's
2: Park Place? Yeah. <laughs> Where's Ventnor Avenue?
0: Oh, uh, I got a lot to get to this summer, Chuck, and now it includes going to a dirt track race somewhere in the middle of the- Wouldn't that be fun though? Like a cooler beer, eating some of those pork chops, hundred percent. Walking taco. I'm in. Uh, also got our trip to Fast Eddie's coming up with the whole gang. It's in
3: all. It's gonna happen. What are you laughing about? It's gonna happen. What happens first? Your trip to one of these racetracks for the Fast Eddie's. Stuff?
0: Well, and you know what? We can tie it all together because Fast Eddie has said he'll bring the food when we go to Izzy's. For the Backyard Barbecue. And Izzy has said we do the show there. He wants Kenny to come. He'll get some Budweiser. Fast Eddie's, you know how it works. You walk in. The menu is right in front of you. Grab your ticket and start ordering. You can sit there all day. Brad Straubinger, friend of the show, has been texting in the past hour, listening in. He did the full Straubinger. Was up there for a couple of hours. He's got time. And you can start with the homemade bratwurst, a little peel and eat shrimp, and eventually work your way through the whole menu. Hot chick on a stick. All the food's great, and the prices haven't changed in years. Get on up to Alton, Illinois, not far off. You're downtown. Hop on Route 3. Everyone else, take the Clark Bridge. Turn right. You're there. Fourth and Broadway. Fast Eddie's Bonaire. The tradition continues. Live music every single day. They're open seven days a week. I saw Eddie at the Blues game the other night. He's a huge sports fan. Great food, coldest beer anywhere. Got a big group, 20 people, 30 people, doesn't matter. They've got room, huge parking lot across the street. Fast Eddie's Bonaire, the tradition continues in Alton, Illinois. Uh, Hoff, maybe a, are we doing a brief?
3: We do a brief one. We got just, just enough
1: time. For the end of the day. Okay, when's the end of the day? At the end of the day, it's going to be tough to
0: tell someone they might not be in it. At the end of the day, even though there's moments where you're like, oh, I, yeah, I don't want to do this. Uh,
3: you mentioned Dominic uh, Leone, who is now down in AAA Memphis, is not off to a good start. Two appearances, his ear raised over 13. Doesn't seem like he's learning much down in, in AAA <sighs> at the present moment. Yeah.
0: Start. Nice enough guy. Speaks yeah. English. and What's from From Connecticut. Well, no, I'm saying I... Found out the hard way.
2: Thirteen point five Leone. EI. May I say something though? Stay no way. Because no. now hold on. It's very easy to rip on the Cardinals and Mosellock for the Leone trade and the Gregerson signing. And and that is fair game. But then I was thinking about it. Aren't they aren't they both kind of like Bud Norris? I mean, similar situations. You know what I'm saying? And the Cardinals brought in Norris on a similar kind of an aging veteran. Thirty-plus reliever type, and Norris really worked out. But
3: Gregerson was a two-year deal. I That's why that. I think they had higher expectations for him than Norris.
2: And look, I'm, I, I'm saying right now, there are plenty of reasons you can criticize fairly the Cardinals. I do feel like Gregerson and Leon, you had injuries right off the bat that have totally derailed any any positive possibility they could have had with the Cardinals.
3: Uh, so Stanley Cup starts Monday. I know Doc Emmerich is on the call for NBC. Myself growing up, it was Gary Thorne, who was always on the call for ABC and he that's that 's where I correlate him from Gary Thorne hockey Gary Thorne is now the for years the, Orioles the broadcaster for the Baltimore Orioles, who are a very, very bad baseball team, and'll um, be very, very bad for a couple more seasons before they might become mediocre anyway, they are hosting the New York Yankees last night at a beautiful ballpark, Camden Yards. Glaber Torres has been tormenting the Orioles so far this season. Here is the call of Gary Thorne of Torres' second home run of the game last night.
0: Ball game, two of the runs earned. In the air to right field, Mancini going back on the ball by Torres. Way back, up and... I don't even know. Goodbye home run. I mean, last two at-bats. He's hit home runs numbers eleven and twelve on the season, and now has ten home runs against the Orioles this year.
3: Glibertor is likes hitting against the Baltimore Orioles, and Gary Thorne wants the season to end. And it's May twenty third. Tannehill, <laughs>
0: ten home runs. <laughs> May twenty third. So One so player <laughs> again. I mean, we should be. We're not even two months into the season. <laughs> record setting at this point.
2: And wow. Has twelve right? Has 12, yeah, 12. and ten yes. against Baltimore. Could you imagine? <laughs> These announcers oh, they're making great money, they're calling baseball. It's not like they're laying bricks, but still That's could a you frank imagine thing. no I'm being serious. That's could what he you says. imagine every night going to broadcast the Baltimore Orioles in twenty nineteen? Like they don't even care about the coaching staff. They coming... waited
3: like seven months <laughs> to
2: hire a manager.
3: Coming off of last year too, where they were really bad, it's just it's just not fun. And uh they're not a sponsor, but they are a civic institution. Happy one hundred and one birthday, anniversary, joyous deli. They're giving out $5 hot salami sandwiches today. Discounted. Yes, only the one on the Hill. Just that one. Not the one downtown or any of the other locations. The one on the Hill, $5 hot salamis to a civic institution. That's
0: the end of the day. All right, and don't forget, the dotum's coming up. TMA Live is coming a big Uh, end of the month here from the end of the day to the end of the month.
3: Uh, TMA Live will be in a couple of weeks uh, the Dotum, we want to thank some of our new sponsors. That's going to be Hotshots and Fenton, by the way. That's going to be the uh, the location of TMA Live. It's the they, Fenway Park. Yes, the oh, day hot shots. the day before the Dotum, which is next Thursday and Friday. Thank you to the following sponsors. Michael Voltra, Dukes and Sular, Truman's and Sular, St. Louis Digital Media, Rosalita's, Country Cabaret, Gold Jam, and Birdies for Bipolar. The Post, providing lunch on Thursday. New Craft Eats, providing lunch on Friday. Fourth Annual Free Dotum Open. That is next Thursday and Friday at Normandy Golf Club.
0: The only question we have is will there be a cut? Is there a cut from day one to day two? All right, the hard line is on deck. We'll see you tomorrow from the Schnooks in Dardine Prairie right here on 590 The Fan.